<laughs> yeah, right. And then it's like, oh, wait, oh. The machines are coming. What do I do now? <laughs> was it was it Cyberdyne Systems, right? From yeah, Terminator yeah. 2? Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally right. Don't worry. Terrifying. <laughs> Welcome to Car Wash, the podcast. Your source for real stories and real business insights from the experts, both in and out of the car wash industry. So put it in neutral, feed off the brakes, and take your hands off the steering wheel. Here is your guide on this journey, Car Wash Magazine Editor-in-Chief, Matt DeWolf. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Car Wash, the podcast. As always, I'm your host in this adventure, Matt Wolf, Editor-in-Chief of Car Wash Magazine and Chief Marketing Officer for the International Car Wash Association. This one's going to be really fun. All right. So we've got this special topic episode for you. Uh, we've got Anoop Canthan joining us from OmniX Labs to talk a little bit about a really fascinating patent uh, that was just granted here in the last couple of weeks. Anoop, welcome. Thanks, Matt, for having me. Appreciate it. All right, so here's the deal. I saw this press release come out and I was looking at it and I was reading it and I'm like, man, I think this is really cool, but I don't know what any of it means. So <laughs> can you help us kind of understand like what is the patent for? What does it really mean? What's going on? Sure, I mean, I think good to step back for the audience and why patents in general, right? And so I think patents are about protecting intellectual property and inventor's rights. Um, and so I think that sort of translates into two main elements, which is one is stuff people stealing your intellectual property. And then, um, also the ability to share that in some sort of structured way, saying licensing or, or, or some form of revenue format like that. So that's sort of the drivers behind it. And so for us, at least at Omniex, and, um, it's about protecting what we've so worked hard to IDA design and build. And really, we're excited about this just really to be in the beginning um, with the ultimate goal of being a trusted set of intelligent eyes at your wash location. And, and like in lots of ways, right? Like this is not just a, this is not focused on just tunnel entry or, or tunnel exit or it's not it's comprehensive in terms of what the patent kind of covers. That's right. I mean, in a nutshell, it's how do we associate an identity or persona to a vehicle as it arrives okay. and understand it better, anticipate it, and make even predictions on what's going to happen at your wash location. So that just allows you as the operator to make better decisions and and the end maximize your store's potential. That's really the goal. So talk to me a little bit about um kind of like what's happening there, right? Like so you're you're it's real-time analysis of video streams to help right. do what? Yeah, maybe I'll just talk through what the patent is and then yeah. what it ultimately does um, for a business. So if you recall a little bit about OmniX, we're a, a software cloud-based analytics platform that analyzes video streams in real-time and to give you back actual insights. So when we started the company, we wanted to provide those real-time insights, but we didn't want to add more, as we say, to the technology stack. Yep. So what I mean by that is more hardware, more complex software, et cetera. So we tried to use something that businesses always have, and that's security cameras. Yep. So we thought if we could use that security camera infrastructure, we can give those insights. So the patent really is about the design we've implemented 
and that is streaming a video camera screen in real time to our, our infrastructure in the cloud and then applying what we call neural networks yep. and many of them often in parallel or sequence to frankly make sense of what's happening in that video scene. And so what does that mean in real terms? It's what type of vehicle is it? Is it a new vehicle, meaning a new customer? Or when did we last see it? How long has it been in queue, in queue for? Um, is that loader being efficient today? How long did they spend at the location? So when you apply all those, what we call neural networks, or sometimes I use loosely the term models, you can stitch together what's happening in a scene and then communicate that to the manager or operator. And then, and then over time, right, as you have more of those <clears throat> inputs, you have more reliable data, more actionable insights, more that you can do with what you're collecting. Correct. So the more models we apply, the more we can summarize and build on. Um, and that could be stitching that together. Then what is the ideal pitch for this customer to help convert them to a member? It could be um, what is the alert that now the queue is building up that it's going to cause a drive off. Now, these are the number of things that you can start to then build upon. And it goes further, obviously, which is looking ahead and saying, based on what I've seen in the past, this is likely the behavior to happen in the future. So, okay, so let's let's stay there for a minute. I want to know, um, obviously, with, with everything that's happening in technology space in the last several years, things are changing. They're changing very fast. Um, what does this kind of ability do for the car wash industry as kind of a whole? And then, and then also, what does that do for you all, right, to be able to, to provide this? Yes, yeah, so I think we're bringing this innovation to the, to, the, to the car wash industry. You could argue this patent is, um, could be applied anywhere, yeah. whether it's car care or any kind of recognition. But what we'd like to think about is we're giving this now to the car wash industry to really help with, you could call it 2.0 of the future of car wash, which is a semi-autonomous function possibly, helping it operate more um, independently. Mm -hmm. uh, so, for example, it would be able to make recommendations on when it should close or open. It could say, I'm running short of chemicals based on the, the, what I'm consuming right now. So you start to really um, assist or augment the operator in managing better. And with the growth of the industry from sort of one or two type facilities to very large portfolios, you really want to do that in a consistent and measurable way. Yeah, and and what like you said, what better way than tapping into existing infrastructure to be able to capture that data instead of layering on? Oh well, it's going to be great, except you have to add these three layers in, like you said, in your tech stack. So then all of a sudden you have more points of failure, more opportunities to miss things, things to break, the opportunities to just be wrong, right? So I, I love that it's a smart way to leverage what's already there to not make me as an operator worry about well, what else do I have to do? How, how am I going right. to make that talk to something else? Right. That's the, that's the universal struggle. Um, Absolutely. Why, why was now the time? I, I mean, this took a while, right. To, to get right. the patent, but why is now the right time to kind of make sure that you're protecting that um, IP? I think you, you touched on it correctly, which is it's been going on for a while. Um, I think the patent process is quite a lengthy process. And we started, I think, um, back in 2019. So it really is a rigorous process by the US Patent Office and I think by design too. Uh, and I think there's also just a lot of focus um, on this space, uh, meaning the AI space. 
there's a lot of big technology players in, in this area now. So I think there's a lot of scrutiny on it. Uh, so it just took its time in, in that regard to get that there. But for us, it's really the building block of what we're doing here. And so we wanted to make sure that was recognized um, and uh, for, for its quality and, of course, its uniqueness. But now that's going to allow us to build on more. Well, right. And it's and it's one of those things where it's like, if you don't do it, someone was going to, right? <laughs> that's right. Yes. I mean, and and while that maybe wasn't as much of a concern in 2015, 2016, we're, we're there now. Like there's, there's investment, there's interest, there's technology enhancements that are rapidly uh, improving and, and changing. So I think this was a, a really well-timed move on your all's part. I appreciate that. Yeah, you're right. It's really coming to forefront. I'm sure we'll talk about it a bit later, but yes, I think this has been building for some time and it's really yeah. being recognized of how it can be applying right now. I, I think also, um, we talked about the the use cases and what it can apply to, but I also think at really at a very high level, um, you know, I think we're in some form of Sputnik level of competition moment now, yeah. right, with other countries. And I think if we can do our bit, frankly, to help the U.S. get some form of a lead here, I think that's great too as well. Yeah, I love that. I love that little little patriotism for you in the in the, in the podcast today. Uh, I want to know a little bit more about the patent itself, some of the specifics, right? Because patents can be very, I mean, it's very tied to one thing. Um, mm -hmm. I want to know a little bit about kind of the difference between um, analyzing like live streams, like actual real-time data versus maybe going back and analyzing recorded uh, video streams that maybe you went back to. Right. So it's a good observation. The patent is specifically around real-time video streams. Uh, we pursued that specifically, as we talked a little bit earlier about how to um, reuse this existing infrastructure, but why real-time? Our view, obviously, is giving a business operator uh, real-time data is obviously relatively more valuable than after the fact. So it's great on Monday morning if you can have a post-meeting with your managers to talk about what you could have done better on Saturday, but nothing beats having that notifications, those insights on Saturday itself in real-time. Yeah. and allow them to make changes intraday, if you will, instead of interday. So that's what we've always focused on, trying to get information and actionable data as quick as possible in the hands of the operator so they can improve the current situation. Uh, so that's why the focus on real-time, because that's obviously the best way to do that. We do obviously run post or um, post-recorded or retrospective analytics as well, uh, but that's more for our longer-term prediction models yeah. um, and artificial intelligence capabilities there, and of course for training. But that's probably for another pattern in the future. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's interesting, right? Because there are two ways to to use that data, and I think that as we get more sophisticated, um, folks in the industry need to really be comfortable doing both of those things, right? Like, I need to be able to look at data in the moment on a busy Saturday and mm -hmm. adapt and adjust and move so that I can maximize my revenue potential on that Saturday and going into Sunday. Uh, but I also need to be able to take a longitudinal kind of approach to what's happened in the last six months. Where are there some opportunities where maybe we, we can make some changes that, you know, that I, that I can't see if I'm looking at only the one data set in real time versus looking at the collective, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I think there's going to be long-term patent trends, as you pointed out. 
And it could also be trends and patterns across geographical regions, yeah. types of washers, uh, any part of your portfolio as well. That's fascinating. So, okay. So I want to talk a little bit about just all of this tech infusion and change and AI and machine learning and all yeah. the stuff in general, right? Because uh, it it does feel like we're at a little bit of an inflection point here with, with chat GPT and all the things happening. Um, do you like, do you think that we're just going to get knocked over by this? Like, is it just going to like be upon us? Did we miss something here along the way? I mean, this is just my opinion, obviously, because this is moving super fast and I'm not yeah. sure who knows the right answer, but I think, yes, there's some form of leap we're making here. Um, I think if you look at what we're doing um, and stepping back in terms of the leaps we've had so far, the neural network concept, right? So yeah. emulating a human to make predictions actually is not new. Uh, it's been around for quite some time. I think it's this first um, formulated in like post-World War II, yeah. but the infrastructure was just not there, right? And so the big leap that happened for us was we suddenly got vast amounts of processing power at incredible availability and of course, unbelievably low cost. Yeah. And so this has spawned a huge leap. Um, actually, just a little side note, in a past life, I was on a Wall, in a Wall Street bank and even as late as the 2010s, um, we were proudly boasting about our several billion dollar, with a B, investment in data centers that could fit two 747s or whatever. In it. <laughs> and we we're so proud of that compute power. And yet today, OmniX could probably turn that on in a couple of hours <laughs> at pennies on the dollar. Yeah. And so I think that's just an amazing leap. And frankly, even companies like OmniX would not exist today yeah. if it wasn't for that cloud. So I think there has been a leap there. I think the leap we're seeing now is... Um, if I just sort of put a little bit of a retrospective hat is if you look at software, software for the last 40 to 50 years has all been about some form of information retrieval, mm -hmm. right? You're organizing your data to, I'd say, for example, do your financials right. or um, searching on Google to get results that you can then go understand. And I think what we might be seeing in this leap is now it's going from search and retrieve to here's the answer and here's the action. Yeah. And that's a big leap. And, and so maybe we're moving from something like software as a service to maybe models as a service. So oh, that's these are specific models designed for a particular action or guidance. So it could be, um, say, how do I organize my labor staffing? Uh, find the fraud in my financials today. Yeah. Uh, so, so it could be those kinds of specific models that you use. Should I change my opening hours? What price increase could I put at my wash to not increase attrition? So you might have these very specifically trained models that focus on those kinds of needs. I'm going to, I'm going to need a minute to process that. Anoop. that is, I mean, that is so cool. Right. But I, I think one of the, one of the things that's really fascinating about it was how, fast it sort of happened and and it, i mean we're not there all the way yet but it was like right there was all this murmur about you know every once in a while you'd see something come up about well machine learning is going to change the way right. all of these things work or watch out for ai or there's going to be deep fakes and then it was just like i literally in the last month or so it's like yes oh, seems like it 
what happened? Here's chat GPT. Oh, now chat GPT is monetized. Oh, now there's this other thing. Oh, search is different. Okay. Whoa, what happened? So, but I think what's really important to remember in all of this, right. And I think that this, what you all do at Omniax uh, sort of underscores this is that there's still a really important human component to all of this, right? Like you can do all of these things and you can leverage these tools to help you with your business and to help you, you know, in chat GPT's case, to help you write copy. But at the end of the day, you need that human to kind of analyze and make it like authentic. Now that might not always be the case, but for now the humans are still needed, right? I think so. Yes. I think for a while too, I think there's also probably a little bit of hype yeah. um, that we're seeing. Like, I think this is another hype cycle. I think people, will be disappointed for a period of time. But I think you're right. It'll be more on the, um, what we call assistive or augmented intelligence. So you're helping that opera bet manager do a better job than he otherwise could with these, with these capabilities. Um, so he's at his watch location. Um, he's able to use this information to help him run that facility better, or maybe run more facilities better. So I think that's, where it should, would be probably for the next uh, period of time, I would think. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 the um, kind of fundamental core of technology, right? Like, make sure that the technology you use is helping you um, kind of work work smarter, uh, not let your technology get, kind of get in the way, right? That's right. And so I think we'll go through some um, problem fits and starts or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, and there'll be a lot of... Um, um, disappointment in how far we can go initially, but I think ultimately that's probably where it'll land. But the key with all of these, as you said, there's a human element, of course, as you said, in terms of synthesizing it. Mm -hmm. um, but I think there's also the big differentiator is ultimately going to be the data to train these models so that it can understand better. And there's a lot of discussion around bias in models, feeding it the wrong information, if you will, which can then drive it to, if you will, the wrong direction. Right. And so I think it's very important to have that sort of discipline of continuous learning um, and quality controls to verify that it actually is producing the right output for you. <laughs> so I think this is something that is super important. And we spend a lot of time on this at OmniX to try and measure if what we're really predicting is actually occurring. And is there things that we can do better as, you know, the economy or the market? So everything changes as well. So this is always going to be a challenge. Yeah. I mean, it's like, and, and I think that's why that underscores why um, IP protection patents kind of processes are super important in this realm because um, that's kind of the safeguard, right? To make sure that it's, the technology is working the way it should, that it's a kind of a responsible use of the technology, that you're not leading people towards wrong data conclusions and information. I think that, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's the, there's why you get a patent and that's why they matter. Right. Yeah. And I think it's a, it's a form of craft as well, right? It's not yeah. something you can just set up once and forget it. It's a, it's a continuous process. It's, and we're finding that as well. Well, so Anu, what's next then? Right. I mean, so here we are, we've seemed to have leapfrogged over uh, several steps in kind of the, the evolution of AI. What's next? What are you watching right now that you can share? So, so from our perspective, we're really trying to make sense of that data to help longer term predictions for operators. So we're taking, we've learned, obviously learned a lot 
um, in terms of the data sets we have, we've focused a lot in the immediate term around how to help, as you said, during the day on how they can manage that wash better. But what we're looking at now is how we can help them optimize the investment over the long run. So an example of that is we've just launched um, a new model that now can tell you the long-term potential of that lot that you've acquired over a oh, three-year wow. period. So what is the volume wash per month, the maximum potential for that investment if it was run optimally well? And so that's helping operators maybe in an M&A situation, yeah. right? They're about to acquire them on. It could be also that they are looking to benchmark or what its potential is, or should I buy some dirt? Should I buy that piece of dirt or should I renovate it, et cetera? So I think these are the things that we're finding really fascinating. And that's taking OmniX's data, right? What we're learning at car washes, but we're now really blending it with so many other broader pieces of reference information. So we're inputting all US census data, we're inputting all the competition around the area, the quality of competition, all um, vehicle ownerships, Google traffic patterns, even the number of accessibility points of the location. And so we're really um, pushing that for it to find its own patterns, meaning the models, it meaning the model. Um, and so that's really fascinating stuff for us. So we think we'll keep going further on those maybe price sensitivity analysis yeah. of my wash, what would be the attrition if I increase it this much? But this is where we're going with it in terms of really longer term management for an operator. And how, I mean, I, that's super fascinating stuff, but how, um, obviously we were talking earlier about how uh, computational power is is exponentially increasing, right? Um, and so you're able to make these decisions and this analysis much more quickly than we ever could before. But like yes. in, the, in the example you gave about being able to kind of cite all these data inputs, including the competition, quality of competition. Um, how fast does that react? I mean, is it like, okay, well, we know that two more washes just came in, boom, we add information about them and it spits out an updated report or information? Yeah, so that's what we call um, reinforcement learning um, okay. and also retraining the model. So there's two things that are happening there. So one is we're getting feedback to make sure that what we're producing is reasonably accurate but then there's you're right the market or the dynamic is changing of what is a good work um maybe inflation or whatever may be having in a macro impact so we are constantly retraining if you will the model so yes you could argue that post retraining it you enter that same location um you might get a different volume projection for this period yes interesting interesting okay which is not different i mean that's no different than being a real human making those <laughs> analysis. Correct. Right? Yeah. You You're make get new information you and you make a decision. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yes. Perfect. Well, uh, Anoop, this stuff is super fascinating. I'm really excited um, to see what you all do next, but I got to ask you, like, I'm, I'm curious what a day is like for you, right? I mean, you're living in a, you're living in kind of a space that's full of like futuristic, like we were talking earlier, like Terminator-y kind of like stuff going on everywhere. What's like a normal day like for you? What do you like, what do you wake up and do? I mean, for us, it's a bunch of levels. I mean, there's a whole bunch of, how do you make sure that what you're building is sustainable, yeah. um, going to scale properly and is going to produce what customers need. I think there is a temptation to geek out, if you will, yeah. on cool tech. And, but I think 
we have a good team that really are questioning us and challenging us saying, well, what's that really, how is that really valuable, should I say, yeah. to a business operator? And we've had lots of great ideas about predictive models and we've looked at it sometimes, well, that's not particularly useful for a customer. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's really what we focus on. How can we help the operator run better? And we're still, you could argue, relatively new to the industry. So we're always looking for input from, especially some of the leaders um, in this space. So really we're focusing on what can we do to make improve uh, their day-to-day -day operation as well as their long-term. Yeah. And then there's frankly some form of feasibility, right? Which is given finite resources and investment, what can we do in that space to help them? And there are things that we've heard about that are amazing, but I think just the amount of computation power or the number yeah. of resources required, we're just not able to do it right now. Yeah, but give it, give it six months. Right. We'll be there. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. Well, I, I mean, I think the the fundamental life lesson that I think we can all learn in what you just said, Anoop, is just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do it. That's right. Yes. Perfect. Well, hey, thanks so much for spending some time with me today. Uh, this has been super fascinating. Like I said, I cannot wait uh, to see what you all work on next and what the next patent looks like. I appreciate it. Thanks, Matt, for the chat and see you at ICA. Car Wash the Podcast is your source for real stories and real business insights from the experts, both in and out of the car wash industry. Our show helps investors, owners, operators, and managers think about ways to enhance their business. Our podcast is a free on-demand audio program that provides information on the latest trends impacting the industry, tips from successful industry leaders, and inspiration for our listeners. 